parasha is Mishpatim. And you know that the parashiyot of Yitro and Mishpatim are the two parashiyot that are very much connected to, uh, to Matan Torah. Not every pasuk, but Matan Torah is described. Moshe Rabbeinu going up on Har Sinai is recorded. Uh, and there's a problem. There's a problem in understanding, in understanding what we are supposed to take away from the story of Matan Torah. I mean, that's what we're always looking for. We're looking for the Torah, the stories of the Torah, to inspire us, to give us direction. Not exactly to lead us, but to give us direction. I think that that's, that's correct. So we look every year. I mean, there are a lot of psukim. There are a lot of topics. There's a lot going on. And I thought uh, to look at something that I've really never never looked at before, never really thought about that much, and that's that pasuk. In, in the parasha of Mishpatim, in the parasha of Mishpatim, there's a lot of Torah material, a lot of halachot. And so generally what we think of is, you know, to order to accept something, you have to know about it. I mean, it wouldn't make sense for B'nai Yisrael to accept the Torah if they didn't know what the Torah was about. So the parasha of Mishpatim generally is a parasha that's full of halachot, full of things uh, that have no connection necessarily to each other, even though, you know, we're clever at that. We might be able to produce connections. But there are psukim that defy connections with each other. And this pasuk, this pasuk right here, is one of them. The pasuk says, Zoveach lelo him yocharam, bilti la shem levado. So you the same one little pasuk, has uh, six words in it, and it has two shemot of HaKadosh Baruch in it. Now, I don't know how many of you have thought about the names of HaKadosh Baruch but you know that, that Chazal have already made a distinction. We know that the first pasuk in the Torah is Bereshit Baralokim et HaShamayim et So God, with the name Elokim, has created heaven and earth. And we say, we say, as the Rabbam has taught us, that we don't really know anything about, we don't know anything about God. But we know and we can think about the things that God has done. And so the name Elohim, the name Elohim refers to God doing justice. Like there's some kind of a notion of justice there's the right, there's the wrong, there's the tov, and there's the ra. And God created the world. The maaseh, the act of creation, was an act to, that intended to apply justice to the created world. But we know in the stories, even in stories of Breshit, that it wasn't an easy challenge for the uh, for the people, 
the people to live up to the standard of justice. They couldn't, they couldn't do it. And so there was a flood and there was uh, the Tower of Babel and there was uh, Noah after the flood. Uh, I mean, justice could not produce a world. The world would fail. And as we saw in the time of the flood, the world uh, could not really exist. So in the second chapter, in a pasuk, which is not on the sheet, not on the sheet, uh, the pasuk says, when God created, the second telling of the story of creation is the creation of the world by Hashem Elohim. Right, both of these names, right? In the same pasuk, together, they, they kind of get together. They kind of get together. Uh, select request. <laughs> this is really something. I just requested something from the from the uh, program. The program is talking to me. Okay, here we go. I think I got it. I got approval. I got approval. What I want is a the ability to underline. And I'm getting it now from start annotating. Okay, I started annotating. Here, you have the name Elohim and Yudke Vavke. And in the second parak, the second parak, the Torah says, Beyond Hashem Elohim, that there was a, a refinement the creation of the word under the heading of Elohim, which is justice, it, it just didn't work. So the world had to be recreated, recreated after the Mabel perhaps, under the banner of Hashem Elohim, because Hashem is mercy. So the world could not exist if the founding principle was justice, because then people would have to be punished severely for whatever they did. But it could be created under the banner of Hashem Elohim. Mercy, justice, Hashem Elohim. And so what are the psukim? Like, We'll leave this for a moment. One of the psukim that HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose to teach B'nai Yisrael when they were waiting for the instruction to Moshe Rabbeinu to go up on Har Sinai and get the Torah and bring it back. One of the psukim is Zoveach Elohim Yehoram. That if you, the same word, the same word that meant justice, when it was used as a as God, uh, could mean something else. Because the word itself 
is the word for God, plural. Zoveach le'elohim yoharam. Yoharam, let's say, means you mat. You see it in Rashi. Zoveach le'elohim, you see Rashi, lavodazara. Lavodazara, yoharam. Yoharam, where is it? It's right here. Yumat. So it's a pasuk that has God's name in it, and it means, it means if you will give a sacrifice, if you give a sacrifice to God, but not God, God of right? Idolatry. You will be killed. I understand that there's a strict prohibition against idolatry. But why does the Pasuk have to create this kind of confusing atmosphere? Zoveach, if you give a sacrifice to idolatry, but the idolatry is called Elohim, Yoharam, he will be killed, that I understand. And then the Pasuk says, Bilti Lashem Levado. You could only do it, you could only do it Lashem. So does this person have some special connection, right? Some special connection with the fact that we're waiting for Moshe Rabbeinu to be instructed to go up on Har Sinai and get the Torah. Get the Torah means get the Ten Commandments, get the Torah information, halachot, Get the Torah. Zoveach le'elokim yecharam. That's what the Torah, what God has taught B'nai Yisrael. It was, it's hard to know. It's hard to know the intention or the reason. But what we do know is that when Moshe Rabbeinu was delayed and didn't come down from the mountain as at the exact time that the people wanted Moshe Rabbeinu to come down, they did just that. They did. They 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 immediately were able to turn their attention from God to idolatry, and, and, and that says something about who they were. Who B'nai Yisrael were coming out of Mitzrayim, they were willing to accept Moshe Rabbeinu's determined attempt to teach them Torah, to teach them that what they are receiving is something really special. Right? That's what Moshe Rabbeinu was going was to teach them. But as soon as they were disconnected, as soon as Moshe Rabbeinu disappeared, then they were Zoveach Le'elohim. They were Zoveach Le'elohim. Because it was in them. It was in them in order to change the people of Israel from the people who were able and determined to accept the Torah were people who rejected whatever was inside of them. Well, that was not such an easy thing. Not such an easy thing. 
So you see Avodah and you see Yoharab Yumat. There are a few other things I would like to. Let's go, uh, Ezra, can we go to the next page? Ezra, Ezra, what do I do? What do I do? Ezra, are you still there? Ezra. Yeah, you want page two, right? Yeah. That's what I'm on. Uh, yeah, no, let's go to the next page. Sorry. We'll see if we have time. There we go. So there's another question that people ask. You see, this pasuk in last week's parasha, Vayikach Yitro Chotein Moshe, you know, after Yitro and Moshe Rabbeinu meet up with each other, Yitro is so happy and so proud of the fact that he has such a distinguished son-in-law. That's a rare thing. Vayikach Yitro Chotein Moshe, Yitro, Moshe Rabbeinu's father-in-law, he took Ola Uzvachim Leiluhim. He, he himself, took an Ola Uzvachim Leiluhim. And like everybody wonders about this. So how did he know about Ola Uzvachim? I mean, assuming that, he, that Yitro was doing this for the benefit or the way he was thanking God. But he came from a world, according to Chazal, where God was present at all times. He took an Allah Uzvachim, Leilohim. How did he do that? The Gemara says, as I told you, the Gemara says that you have to take an Allah Uzvachim, Lashem, Liyudke Vavke. The, 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 how did he? How did he do this, Yitro? By Avoa, I wrote the closing day. Yisrael, Echol Lechem, Echotein Moshe. They all came to eat together with Lifneha Elohim. Now, who's that Elohim? Is that the God of Yitro, the God that Yitro came to Moshe Rabbeinu with? Or is that the God of Moshe Rabbeinu? Vaikach Yitro Chotein Moshe, Olaus Vachim. It should have been Liyud Kevavke, according to the Gemara in Menachot. But in, in, in any event, we understand, or we can understand, that even somebody who converts, accepts the Torah, accepts the standard of behavior, that the Torah demands. I mean, even that person, it doesn't mean that he totally eradicates what came before him. And we know that the people of Israel at this time standing at Har Sinai, they had baggage that they that they brought with them. The proof that they had baggage that they brought with them was that they built the they built this golden calf. They built the golden calf. It's not in the parasha of Yitro. It's not in the parish of Mishpatim, but we know that that's what they did. We know that. So you you mean even even conversion, and you know the Rambam points out that Bnei Israel, 
coming, standing uh, at Har Sinai to receive the Torah was as though all of them converted. They all knew that they had to eradicate something that was inside of them. And that was what was inside of them might have been that they still had it inside of them. After all, what was it that B'nai Yisrael were willing to do when they built the golden calf? They were singing and dancing and they were sacrificing. They were doing things that we would not even imagine that we can do. Let's look at another pasuk. Breshit, Perek Aleph, Pasuk, Kavav. Vayom Elohim, again Elohim. I mean, now we have some kind of doubt. This is certainly, there's no one else in the picture except for God. God is creating. So God says, Nase Adam B'Salmenu Kitbutenu, and everybody knows that there's a question because it's plural. Who's Naseh? Who's the plural? God said, God is the creator. God created the world. will create man. Somehow plural. So everybody knows that that's a question. Who's the plural here? So the Ibn Ezra, and others after the Ibn Ezra, the Ibn Ezra said, what are you getting nervous about? The, the word Elohim looks like a plural, even though we all know that God is unique, singular. There's only one God. God has one miss. So we don't get nervous about the Elohim. Elohim is a name. And if it looks like a plural, okay, it looks like a plural. Is it a plural? No, not plural at all. And so the word, uh, the form Elohim, and Elohim created the world, Breshit Bara Elohim, it looks like a plural, and therefore it affected the Nase that follows the word Elohim, and also the word Salmenu, Bekidvutenu, but it's not really. It's not really a plural at all. Not really a plural at all. And so Rashi, in dealing with this problem, says, Let's see if I can... Oh, great. Okay. We learn about God's humility from this, this pasuk, 
לפי המילים ברש"י, שהאדם בדמותו, בדמות המלאכים, ויתקנאו בו, since man looks like an angel, and the angels were jealous, לפי כך נמלך להם, שהקדוש ברוך הוא קונסולטד ותם, וכשהוא דן את המלאכים, when he judged the angels, who נמלך בפמליה שלו. He consulted. So, according to Rashi, consulting is an act of It's an act of uh, I'm not I'm not doing so well on this. Uh, anyway, act of consulting is an act of humility. Act of humility. And I always think I always think that you know this is a puzzle found in the first chapter of uh, of Breshit. And what it means is that you know God created humility. And humility is seen in the Torah as being the most significant human trait, the most significant trait that we can uh, develop. And, and when the Torah came to write an epitaph for Moshe Rabbeinu, that was his epitaph, Anav Mikol Adam. And what does Anav mean, you most humble person in the world? Well, it means that that uh, having confronted on Har Sinai, having confronted God and having studied the Torah with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I mean, what other kavod could Moshe Rabbeinu ever aspire to? What could he ever aspire to? Uh, so, so that's what the meaning of humility is. Humility is a different, is when you can like see the world in a different order of things. The most important thing is God. The most important thing is your relationship with God. So we see in some way that, uh, that the names of God, you see it's there. And uh, what's his name? Rashi. And uh, Rashi says, that's humility. That's the creation of humility. It's not that, that God uh, had to, to be humble. It was sort of a present. It was something God gave us. Gave us humility. Because humility was the uh, ultimately the ability to stand before God. You need that humility. You need you need that humility. And the one who was able to do it best was Moshe Rabbeinu. He was able to do it best. And the people, the people of Israel at this time in these parashiyot were not able, were not able to do that. But interestingly enough, uh, uh, Yitro, he was able, he was able to do it, to be able, he was able to be uh, humble, 
He was able to be worthy of standing before God. So it may be that this pasuk Moshe I mean, to give to God, to be part of, to make God part of the joy that you have in meeting up with your son-in-law who has proven himself to be such a remarkable person. So Yitro, Chotein Moshe, there are like basic uh, elements, positive elements, where a man places himself before God and says, we're going to have this joyous moment together. Moshe and Aaron and the elders of Israel, we're going to eat together. We're going to have the Allah It may not be halachic, but it is something that we want to do. And so B'nai Yisrael, B'nai Yisrael left their devotion to Moshe Rabbeinu at that moment. They left, they left uh, uh, their obligation to wait to HaKadosh Baruch but they have not yet received the Torah because Moshe Rabbeinu had not yet come down. And so when they wanted to, to be part of the divine, uh, response where they wanted to have God with them, even though they they made a mistake, yes, but they they were like Yitro at that time. They were unable to reach the heights of uh, the heights of of Yudke Vavke in giving the Ola Uzvachim. They couldn't do that, but they were able, they were able to call upon what was inside of them, just as Yitro was able to call upon what was inside of him, the Olan Zvachim Lelohim. Can you, can you move the page, uh, 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 Ezra? There's more, isn't there? No, oh, here we go. A pasuk in Paragimel pasuk kabet. Right, vayomer Hashem elokim ein haadam hayak echad mimenu ladat tovara. Vayomer Hashem elokim. You see, in Paragimel, the one who is creating is Hashem elokim. This combination of justice. And mercy. That's a bad thing, God, that that man is not always humble, but sometimes man is like you know full of chutzpah. He'll know what is good and what is bad. He's got something in him to Rashi explains Okay, I mean it's a it's a problem 
it's a problem. So what I want to do is now try to review and tell, I'm going to tell you what we are talking about. But first, I have to look at this Pasuk in Yoshua. Perak of Dalet Pasuk Yutet Vayoma Yoshua. Remember Yoshua. He inherited the mantle from Moshe Rabbeinu. Vayoma Yoshua El Ha'am Perak of Dalet is like Yoshua makes an agreement with Bnei Yisrael. He says, Vayoma Yoshua El Ha'am Lo Tuchlu Lavod Et Hashem Ki Elohim Kidoshim Hu El Kanohu Lo yisa lepishechem ulechatotechem, right? Lo tuchlu lavodet Hashem. You're not going to be able to demand yudke vavke mercy ki elohim kidoshim hu el kanohu lo yisu lepishechem ulechatotechem. In other words, what happened was that Moshe Rabbeinu was able to save B'nai Yisrael, we'll see it in the coming parashiyot, that Moshe Rabbeinu somehow was able to save B'nai Yisrael from their sin of building the Egel, of building the Egel as a hub. Yeshua says to them, that time is over. That's not going to happen again. Key, and that's what he says. You're not going to be able to serve only Yudke Vavke. Ki Elohim Kidoshimhu. God is there. The Elohim is there. El Kanohu, Lo He will not be able to suffer your transgressions and your sins. You'll have to pay for what you do. So that changed. Moshe Rabbeinu had a special place in leadership. His leadership was special because he was able he, Moshe Rabbeinu, was able to call upon the merciful God, right? And to kind of overlook the God of justice, the God who said, everything you do, you have to pay for. And that was the statement that Moshe, that Yoshua bin Nun made to B'nai Israel at the end of his life. He says, we're going back to the oh, way it started. We're going back to Bereshit bara Elohim et HaShemayim v'ta'aretz. It was first, it is true, Yoshua Benun said, God created the world with justice. Then later on, the world, the justice was modified by mercy. And that mercy that was modified was what Moshe Rabbeinu was able to use in order to gain uh, uh, mercy for the people who built the golden calf. 
for the people who are not able to sacrifice to the God of of Yudke Vavke, as the Gemara in Menachot says, but were able only to sacrifice to Elohim, which was itself and a transgression, and that's what the that's what the pasuk the pasuk says. So zoveach leLokim Yaharam, if you sacrifice to Elohim in the Beit Hamikdash, or when you go to the Beit Hamikdash to sacrifice, it has to be it has to be to Yud Kevavke. It has to be the God that is unique, that is separate from any other thoughts of God. And so this Pasuk was included in the Parsha of Mishpatim because the Pasuk is the way God says to us that the feeling that you had, the result of your being part of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even before Matan Torah, that has to come to an end. That's what Yoshua said. They're still Elohim in you. That world is over with Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu, who was able to be the model of modesty for the world, modesty meaning connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu enabled the Yudke Vavke to dominate. But Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu is gone. Yoshua said, Abba was God. Right? And, and he said, I'm reading the Pasuk again. That's a problem. Because there is God there with you. He is a jealous God. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu asked for. I asked for God to, to accept uh, uh, to accept to somehow put up with the fact that you transgress, that you sin, right? But that's not going to be the case. That won't happen. That happened once, and it's not going to happen. Not going to happen again. So the Pesach appears, that Pesach appears in the parasha Mishpatim Zoveach Lelokim, Zoveach Lelokim Yecharam, that if you, if you do it in the wrong way, you kind of approach God in the plural, which is what was inside of you before you came to, uh, before you came to speak to God, that's uh, Yoharam. That person is going to be killed, going to be, uh, be destroyed. That's what it says in the Pasuk. But it just tells us 
It tells us what the problem was of Ma and Matan Torah, that the people were not able, the people were not able to suffer the disappointment of Moshe Rabbeinu not coming in the, to them at the right, at the time that they, that they thought they would come to. So this pasuk becomes, uh, I think, very important. Very important is that when you approach God, you have to approach God in the right way. In the way that you were taught to, this, to approach God. Because if you don't, you approach God in the wrong way. And you place yourself in the context of the Yeshua bin Nun. And so I have to remember if you sacrifice incorrectly, it's because you you have in you that incorrect notion. You have to focus, you have to get rid of whatever else is inside of you. You can't be, you can't be the person who you once were before Matan Torah. And even though it might still be inside of you, you have to be able to overcome it. Have a good Shabbos. All the best. Be well.